Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Nikki C, and welcome to another episode of Life Got in the Way, a podcast that is dedicated to learning, growing, and achieving our lifelong goals. Today's special guest is Lanice Thrasher. She is an author, speaker, real estate agent, heartbreak coach, and founder of The Love Cheerleader. She is known for providing busy yet heartbroken professionals and entrepreneurs with the guidance, support, and handholding they need to release the pain of divorce and past relationships so that they can heal and open their hearts to love again. She's the co-author of The Eight Qualities of an Exceptional Black Woman in Business and Entrepreneurship, which was released February of 2022. All right, you guys ready to learn more about Lanice? All right, let's go. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm doing amazing. How are you today? Good. I'm so excited because we have our author slash speaker slash entrepreneur slash heartbreak coach herself. Lenise is in the building. Yes. All right. Woo-hoo. All right. So I'm very excited to have you on the show today. And I like to start off the episode by just giving this guest the the floor you have the platform you have the mic to just kind of talk a little bit about yourself and tell us a little bit about where you're from whatever you want to say the mic is yours so go ahead tell us about yourself perfect um hi everybody i'm lenise i'm an author i'm a speaker um by day i'm a project manager i'm also a real estate agent and i'm a heartbreak coach i'm the founder of the love cheerleader um, so I'm known for providing busy yet heartbroken professionals and entrepreneurs with the guidance, support, and handholding that they need to actually release the pain of divorce and past relationships so that they can actually heal and open their hearts to love again. Um, in my free time, and I love to do this, um, I'm actually a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, um, and I live here in Atlanta. I'm in a grad chapter here in Atlanta. I'm pretty active with the sorority. Um, I'm actually a life member. And I've been a member now for 17 years. So that's a little bit about myself. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh, wrapped up. Okay. I see you, Sora. <laughs> hey, Sora. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. That is so exciting. So you are in Atlanta. I am. All right. Okay. So this this idea of the heartbreak coach. Now, that's one thing, you know, when we talk about life getting in the way, the healing of the heart is something that we don't talk about as often as we should so I love this idea and when I first came across you um, on a I believe a, either it was an Instagram video or a TikTok mm-hmm. video and I just saw your videos and I saw your headline I was like heartbreak coach wow there's a story there and I was like and I like this person's energy and what their the positivity and what they're talking about so I'm like there's something that this person has overcome and is 
wanting to help others and that's what life got in the way is all about is everybody getting back to dreaming again and getting back to life again so after heartbreak let's talk about that what what was that for you how what was that journey and how did you get to where you are now well that's a great question um so once upon a time i was happily married and then five years later i found myself sitting at the courthouse waiting on the judge to sign my divorce documents and divorce is such a big thing it's like oh my gosh the big d word divorce and it's so hush hush and nobody really talks about it. Um, so when you like when you took a look at me, you saw me. I was always smiling. I was just, you know, being my normal self. But deep down, I was like navigating these heartbroken waters that no one talks about. And, you know, I didn't get married to get divorced. But here I was. And so I cried until tears would not cry anymore. I prayed to God and just trusted the path that I was on. And but I was like, I know I need to heal. Um, and so my biggest question was, how do I heal from this? So in asking family and friends, they were like, well, you just have to do what's best for you. And I'm like, OK, what does that mean? <laughs> so, you know, like, right. No, no one, That's real simple. Like, <laughs> it's, too, it's too simple. And I'm like, OK, I'm sorry. I have, I have my hand raised. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so, you know, right? you know, now they were very supportive. Like I have the most amazing family and friends and they were super supportive and they really supported me in this new phase of life. But I knew I like really needed to heal because I was really heartbroken, but I was just putting on this happy face. But I was deep down really heartbroken. Um, so I went through a massive healing journey. And in that, I actually created a strategic transformation plan to help me. Um, so by day, I'm actually a project manager in IT. And so I knew how to create comprehensive plans because I do it all the time. So that wasn't anything hard for me. Um, but actually like figuring out, OK, how do I use those skills and all the skills from the past of helping other people to help me? Because contrary, I was the one everybody came to whenever they had issues with their relationships. They would come ask me questions. How do I handle this? And I was always just helping people. Even as young as just being a child, I was always the one like, oh, I can help you. I can help you. And that's just kind of what I became known for around my group of friends and family. But now the coach for other people had to be the student. And that was really mm -hmm. like, okay, so now what? <laughs> so after creating right. all of that, I just hit the go button and just started the process. Now it was not easy. It was not easy at all. I grew a lot closer to God. I gained confidence. Um, I had to relearn who I was because, you know, in a relationship, you can become other people and you forget who you are. So I had to really become who I am, but really also allow myself to feel the feelings and do the things that scared me. Um, so, oh, yeah, sorry. So what was the what was what was the hardest part of starting this journey of transformation for you? Um, just accepting that I needed to do it. Um, that was the hardest part mm. because it was it was hard to say I need to do this, you know, because most of the time people just say, oh, you're heartbroken. Go on a vacation. Oh, you're heartbroken. Go buy a dog. Oh, you're heartbroken. Like they tell you. Start all something new. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do like go out. You know, they just kind of tell you things. But. They don't really tell you anything else. No one really sits down and say, you have to accept what just happened because your whole life mm. went from one way and now it's transforming to something different. And for me, it happened very quickly. Um, I'm and, and I'm happy it happened quickly, but it also happened extremely quickly. So here in Georgia, you mm. can actually get a divorce within 30 days. And so, oh, wow. yeah, <laughs> so I went from filing paperwork um, in like the very end of June to my lawyer getting it. She filing it with the county in July, like the first couple of days in July to August. I was divorced. 
So it was like wow. boom, 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 done. So it was almost like when people would see you, you know how you how you talk to people after Labor Day, and they're like, "Oh, how was your summer?" And I'm like, "Well, I got divorced, so <laughs> you know." And it was just that it was like a big shift, really, really quickly. And so that was the hardest part is mm-hmm. you have to accept that your life just went from this to something over here that you have no idea what's over here. You don't know what's in this water. Is it muddy? Is it clean? Can you drink from it? Like, you just don't know, right? So it was just a really right. big transfer, a transition that took place. Okay. Um, I'm all about the transitions. Um, transitions are so important to our, our growth and, and just trying to figure out and navigate how, you know, this transition. How did you even start? Like, how did you feel when you got to that point where you realized it has to be within or you know that when you um what did you say uh, when you had to learn to accept it how did you feel when you were like okay this is it this is this is me accepting what's happening right now well I was hurt <laughs> you know I was really hurt just accepting everything because as you know as women you don't get married to get divorced right like you don't have mm-hmm. a wedding or do anything to say, oh, I'm going to get divorced tomorrow. You know, like that's just not it. So it was a really hard thing for me to just accept it. Um, For me, it was hard to, I didn't want to let anybody down. So anybody that was close to me, that was praying for me and what was super in my corner, I didn't want to let anybody down. I didn't want to let my parents down. That was my Mm. major thing. I did not want to let my parents down. And more importantly, I didn't want to let my dad down. And so it's always funny because my mom was like, what am I, chopped liver? I'm like, no. Like, (laughs) It's just different. It is different when it's daddy. It's It's so different. Especially if you're daddy's girl, it's just like, look. I, you know, he had high expectations for me. Exactly. You know? <laughs> it's not to say, Mom, you didn't, you know, but it just mm-hmm. was like, I didn't want to disappoint him. And so for me, it was like once, you know, I told him. So I told my mom first and she was like, do you want me to tell your dad? And I said, no. So she kept it. We kind of kept it just between us. And then it got to be too much. And everybody was like, you have to tell your dad. And I was like, ugh. I don't want to tell my dad, but they, they forced me to tell my dad. And for me, it was like that was that moment where I was like, OK, so now what? You know, and so really being able to just accept it, talk to both of my parents about it, talk to family members about it and really just, un, you know, take that bandaid off, you know, and say, OK, now what? You know, you just you can't. My biggest issue with a lot of people is they just put a bandaid on it and you really just got to rip that bandaid off and say, OK. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put on my big girl panties and we're just going to keep going and yeah. we're just going to move forward. And so that was what it was for me. Okay. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's huge. Um, when you have to, I mean, your parents are always the hardest people to, to just, because we, it doesn't matter how old you can be 70 and you still don't want to disappoint your 90 something year old parents. <laughs> so it's just like, it's one of those things. It never goes away that, that feeling. So you you got past that was that was a tough uh, moment. You got past that. Mm-hmm. You are now in it. You are coaching. Mm-hmm. What are some things that are some some tips or some points? I, w- I want to get all of this goodness for my <laughs> listeners. What is it for who may be suffering or have went through this idea, this heartbreak? What are some ways that they can um, or tools or what you can give to kind of get them? to, to kind of get back on track. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so 
the first thing is you have to accept the pain. So just like how I mentioned how I had to accept it, they have to accept it as well. Um, because if you don't accept it, you can't heal. So tons of people will tell you, just go hop on a plane tomorrow and you'll feel better. Like I will. It's pretty. The sun is shining. You know, I can eat all the fruit mm -hmm. I want to, but um, you have to heal and you have to accept that pain. So that's the first thing I tell people is to accept the pain. Um, the second one is you have to take accountability for your part in the situation. So while the other person Ooh, I like that, yeah, that's that's a big one, because while the other person may have, you know, done X, Y, Z, right? You were in that relationship as well. And you played a part, even if it was tiny, you got to take ownership and say, yes, I did that, too. Um, so that's the second mm -hmm. one. Um, the third one is accept that you are not a failure. So a lot of times we speak Ooh, very like negatively that. towards ourselves when things such as like a breakup or a divorce takes place. But we have to give ourselves grace and don't be so hard on ourselves. So I always encourage people to just stop saying I'm a failure. I feel like, you know, just somebody on the shelf and no one cares about me. Like, no, we're going to stop the negative talk because that's not true. Um, so that's the biggest thing. Um, and then lastly, forgive mm. yourself. So forgiveness mm. is uh, one of the hardest things to do, but it's so necessary. So I always tell people you have to forgive, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I want all my blessings and I don't want any of them held up because I didn't forgive. So um, I definitely encourage everybody to just forgive. Yeah. Oh, man, you had some heavy hitters there. You gotta, <laughs> first, you got to accept the pain. Mm -hmm. Then you got to. You know, hold yourself accountable. Know your role. Like what? It was. It was not just him or her. Right. It was me too. You know. And then you know, um, this idea of failure. That is one thing that everyone. No one wants to admit that or accept that you're not a failure because you know this is something that you went into. It's a mm -hmm. contract. It's a binding thing that you you went into it thinking it's going to be everlasting, and then when it's not that. It's like I failed at this, right. and just being able to say it, it wasn't a failure. Exactly. You know, I think it takes. I think it takes even more for you to understand that it's not meant to last forever. It. I think to me, I think it's even braver to say, you know what, this isn't working. I'm not happy. You're not happy. Mm -hmm. This isn't a good situation. It's time for us to do what's best, even if it's a hard choice to make. Right. So I always applaud those um, people who have made that choice to to um to do what was best for them and and like you said you're not a failure mm -mm. and 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 forgiving yourself and forgive yourself for just you know everything exactly. um, i i think that's that's so important and that's something that we as just as humans especially as women you know it's hard forgiving not you know forgiving yourself forgiving uh, all aspects of the situation so I thank you for those, um, just those things, just to remember. And um, I can see why you are the heartbreak coach. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because I love you, it. Yeah. And okay, so like, speaking of heartbreak coach, how did you come up with the, that name? I, I love that name. And it is what got me, um, I'm like, what's a heartbreak coach? What's that? I need to know. <laughs> so tell us about that. Yeah, so a lot of times, you know, it's just, it's bigger than just I'm a divorce coach. I'm a relationship coach. Like it's mm -hmm. bigger than that. Like it's matters of the heart and you got to really get down there and get to those, you know, to those heart, to those heart matters. And so I was like, I want to just get to your heart. Um, I don't want to just be labeled as one thing or this. Like I can I can encompass all of those things, but I definitely want to get to people's heart because, you know, there's so many other beautiful things that are on the other side of heartbreak. 
And so you can find your purpose. You can figure out, hey, I like to go running every day and I didn't know that. You can find new hobbies. You can meet new people. And let's just get to the heart. And so that's why I said I'm going to be a heartbreak coach to help people really get get to the bottom and get to their heart. I like that. Um, yeah, like you said, you know, there's there's divorce, there's this and that. But just the heart is the core. That's the center of where it all is. And, you know, you're healing the center. When I mean, you can heal the center, everything can flow and grow yes. and flourish from it. That's the that's like the seed. That is. And you know, you plant that <laughs> seed and you water that seed and now we can we can we can tend to that and it can grow. So that's it's that's very um, important. So I appreciate that you are really taking it going there first so what what do you think is one of the you know sometimes people heartbreak is one of those things where you just sometimes you don't feel like you can come out of it Mm -hmm. what is a common myth about heartbreak that you can kind of dispel um that is easy (laughs) heartbreak is not easy um like Mm -hmm. I, i keep throwing out there going on a vacation buying a dog all these things because that's typically what people do to kind Mm -hmm. of heal themselves and to soothe themselves. They just say, I'm going to go buy a dog. And I'm like, you know, the dog didn't, it's not really helping, right? Like you still have to, (laughs) you still have to get to the, like what's really happened, accepting what really, you got to get to the core of what really happened. And so um, that's the biggest myth. I see it all the time on social media. People are just like, go buy a dog or let's go, like, let's go hop on a plane and go on a vacation. And I'm like, "Mm." I mean, it'll help you you know relax but there's still healing that has to take place and you just can't rely on going out take a vacation to feel better so that's the biggest myth yeah it's like it's not an overnight like it's not gonna heal your heart that little puppy may be cute but it's like okay (laughs) this is not this is not what i thought i'm not i'm not feeling all the warm fuzzies you still gotta take (laughs) i thought i was gonna feel right you still gotta get up walk this thing exactly you gotta walk them it's like I don't, I don't have children, but it's like having a child from all of my friends who yeah. have kids. And I'm like, mm-hmm. y'all still got to get up in the morning. Yeah, I'm just saying, now I got extra responsibility exactly. <laughs> in addition to my heartbreak. Exactly. I'm, I'm now taking care of somebody, and I'm still over here. And I'm still hurt. not whole. Right. So I, 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 I apply for people, especially, you know, when there's children involved mm-hmm. or when, you know, there's there's family and family loves this person and because it's not just your you know divorce it's the family's divorce you know and and being able to get them to separate from the person so yeah a lot of a lot of healing has to has to happen and and it's not easy it's not an easy thing so anybody who goes through it i my hat is off to them and i just love to you know even though the, the good thing is that even though you go through this there's something on the other side, like you said. Yes. There's that. There's there's something beautiful on the other side of it. People get to the other side and they flourish and they do things that they never knew that they were gonna do. So now you, how long you have been doing this for for a little while now? Mm-hmm. Um, what is? Um, I know you've uh, probably helped different people. What is some? Have you have that situation where you've had someone? come back to you and say hey you know thank you this this helped me and and what was that like when you first started to get feedback to realize that what you're doing is really making a difference in people's lives so it's funny you say that because I so I got divorced in 2014 and Mm -hmm. it was like God was telling me I want you to go help other people 
And I was like, me? Are you sure? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But I was like finding myself in situations where I was helping people. And I was like, but God, I don't want to do this. But I was like, my heart was like, you help the people anyway. So I was just helping people. And then they would come back and be like, oh, my gosh, this really was helpful. I'm so grateful that I called. And I was like, "Okay, so. All right, God, let me just go back over here. Mind my business. And it was just I was just (laughs) continuing to help people. Um, And then in 2019, I got shingles. And I was Ooh, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Listen, Ouch. it was it was not fun. I was like, shingles me. Are you sure you didn't get that chicken pox? <laughs> but I got chicken pox as a kid and it shingles just uh. lies dormant in your body. And I was under a lot of stress at my job at the time. And so I got shingles. And so at that point, it was like God was saying, I told you to start this business and I had to sit you down so that you could fully hear me. And so mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, OK, got it. And so from there, um, I formulated the business and then I started getting in more testimonials from people and more and more and more. And I was like, OK, God, I should have trusted you the first time you said this, um, because <laughs> here I am now getting all the testimonials and really being able to help people and really have a have a big impact in people's lives and their own transformations. And I would have loved to have started that a lot sooner. Um, and so that's just kind of how that happened, but it feels amazing when I get the stories because I really pour a lot into people. And so to, for them to come back and say, Oh my gosh, this was so helpful. Um, this really, really helped me like view things a lot differently or hear things differently because a lot of times we hear things way differently than how it actually is being said. And so it's like, I was able to help some people. Like they heard one thing just really loud and aggressive. And once we talked it through, I'm like, that's not really what they were saying. And they were like, wow, I did not know. And so you really sat me down to explain it that I could hear what they were really saying. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's so it's, you know, it's okay. But now that you know, you're not going to react the same way that you did previously. So it's always a lot of it's really great when I do hear it. I'm like, wow, God, I am grateful to be here. I just wish I would listen to you sooner. I was crazy mm-hmm. for not listening to you sooner, but I'm just really. Yeah, that. that's what I was. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. So my next question was, what do you wish you would have known <laughs> I just, before? I wish before you started. Honestly, I just wish I wouldn't have been scared because I mm. was scared to start because I was just like helping people. And when I say so many people were like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And I was just like, uh, are you sure? Are you positive? And so it, and I just was, but I had a big passion for it. And, but I was just always running, like running away from it. Or I would like help somebody and then like run away real quick. Like, okay, gotta go. Hope you had a great day and I'm gonna go. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just always running. And so once I, that's the biggest thing is I just wish I would have not waited. Just would have listened the yeah. first time. Yeah, I, I understand because I I think about that when I before I started the podcast, I, you know, I was always people like you're so good with people, you know, you really this and that you have a good voice. Maybe you should do radio. Like, Well, first off, I'm not going to be able to get in radio at this point in my life. Never, <laughs> say, never. never say never. Well, never say never. But at least at least now I have something to say. Listen to me <laughs> because before I didn't have anything, I was like, let me pull out my cassette player and, and tape something. Because right. <laughs> it's my audition reel. But um, yeah, you know, sometimes you just have to take that that faith because I, I, you know, the podcast has been in my mind for a while, and 
people kept saying, you know, you do a podcast. And, and then I was just like, eh, you know, podcast is so commitment. Such a commitment. <laughs> so I was like, well, what are you doing? And so then I put the words out there. Don't I think I'm going to start a podcast. Boom. Everybody was like, oh, you starting it? This is what you do. They people inboxing me. They giving me ideas. And I was like, oh. Now I feel like I put my foot in it. Now it's like, okay, now now I'm doing it. So that's kind of like, you know, you once you put it out there, now you're like, okay, you know what, I'm going to. I'm gonna be a. I'm gonna be this coach, and now it's like all of this is gonna start coming at you now. But that's such a beautiful thing um, to just walk in your calling. It is. Right? It really, really is. Um, you know, it's. I think for me, it's so funny because my mom said to me recently, she was like, "I just, I don't even think I could do what you do." Because, you know, it's just, she just was like, I just don't think I could. And I'm like, of course you can, mom, you can do everything. But, you know, <laughs> but I, I, I understand, you know, it's definitely, uh, you're putting yourself on front street as well. Um, you're sharing your story, helping other people. And it is scary to do that. It is definitely scary, but I love it. I absolutely love what I do. I love helping people through it just because I know what it's like. You know, I know firsthand what it's like to just not know. And I know what it's like to not have anybody who's open enough to talk about it um people just show the pretty side and they don't show the hard side so i show both and i enjoy it and i just want to help people heal because i'm telling you if i had this when i was first going through it it, it would have went a lot different a lot different <laughs> yeah but you know what maybe you had to i would say this you had to go through it the yes. way you went through it so that you could be on the other side helping these people yes and and people who are going through it so, you know, I think there's no mistakes. Right. You know, I think no mistakes. That everything that you, everything you went through, it's like, you know what? You're going to go through it. Right. But you're going through it so that you can help this person, this person, this person, and this person down the line. So, exactly. Hey, so you are living in your truth. Hello. Living in my truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, a lot of times in these types of roles, mm -hmm. you are someone who is inspiring mm -hmm. a lot of different people. So, who were your inspiration? Who were your mentors in this process when you were like, you know what, I'm going to take myself and go on this journey to, um, you know, to help others? Who helped you along the way in your journey? Um, so a lot of my family did help me. Um, my friends helped me. They would check on me, be like, hey, let's go out to eat. And when I was like, I don't want to, they're like, put some clothes on. We're going. Um, yeah, so that's a real friend. That's right a there. real friend. <laughs> so I had a lot of that, um, which was helpful. Um, so those were like the people, like, I guess you'll say the heroes um, that I had. Mm -hmm. It was like my family, my friends. Um, and then, you know, I follow different people on social media and they really helped. Um, there's a lady here in Atlanta um, by the name of Real Talk Kim. Not sure if you're familiar mm -hmm. with her on social media, but that sounds familiar actually. She's a um, she's a minister here in Atlanta, and she is amazing. And so she really helped me because she had gone through a divorce, and so I was able to see what she was talking about on social media, and really get a lot of help there. Um, at the same time, maybe around the same time that I got divorced, um, Sarah Jake Roberts was going through her divorce, so I was able to kind of see a little bit of that as well. So that really helped. So. I definitely had different people online that I could also see, you know, and kind of see how they were on the other side. And so that really helped me to say, OK, I'll make it. You just got to you just got to keep going, but you'll get there. Yeah, that's um, mentorship is so important. And just like you said, I mean, I mean, a lot of people, you know, from older generations, they were like, oh, this Internet is, a, you know, the downfall of society. But sometimes 
especially when we went through what we went through the last couple of years. I'm not even gonna say the word, mm-hmm. but you know what we went through. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when we went through what we went through, the internet was a savior. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you had you who knew Netflix got you through it. <laughs> they did. And um and then, you know, not only that, but having access to um like you said, the ministers having access to healthcare people. Mm-hmm. People normally, you know, that you couldn't connect with. You're talking to a healthcare provider and um, or someone who's dealing with mental health advocate in another state. Yeah. And you, you know they're providing you the help that maybe you couldn't find in your area. Mm-hmm. Or and you're connecting with people that it's just like. Wow, you know, now I'm I'm seeing the pastor in their journey. I'm yeah. seeing this speaker, and they're going through theirs. I'm watching TikTok videos. And I'm learning. Yeah, there's a lot of times you. I mean, there's fun stuff on TikTok. There's a lot of there's a lot of mindless stuff on TikTok. Right. But there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of benefit, and there's a lot of people. It is a platform for them to truly help others. Right. So that's the really amazing thing about technology when you can when you can use it to. To, for good. Yeah, you know. I agree. Um, I definitely agree. It, I mean, technology is amazing. And you're right. You know, like our older generational friends and family members, they're definitely like, why is everybody on the Internet? Why is everybody on this? You know, like they don't quite get it. Um, but it really does help people. It absolutely helps everybody through what they're going through. And so I was just grateful that I had those things and that I had, you know, had all that around me to actually help me. I mean, and and my church helped me, too, although they didn't know they helped me um, because I I didn't Mm -hmm. like raise my hand and be like, hey, going through a divorce. You know, I just kind of kept it quiet at church. But um, but yeah, it was it was it was those people and those things that helped. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's, it's not even what you know they're not speaking necessarily about your experience but they're speaking to your experience right. so that's and that's important in your your health your healing and in your growth so i'm glad that you had these avenues um for that um My mind went completely blank. Okay. I'm gonna have to edit okay. that one out. I let you go. I was like, where did my lunch go? I ain't have my, I ain't have my lunch. <laughs> um, I have my, I have my lunch. <laughs> okay, so now that you you've gotten through all of um, these these moments, these milestones, um, what would be something if you could change anything about your experience? Um, in your journey to becoming a life coach, mm-hmm. I mean, becoming a heartbreak coach, mm-hmm. what would you change about um, your experience? Um, honestly, I really don't think I would change anything other than just starting sooner. Um, that would be the biggest thing. Start sooner. Don't be scared. Don't let fear creep in. Um, so those are probably like the only real things. But honestly, I wouldn't really change it. I mean, I go back and forth like, would I change it? Would I not change it? Um, and I don't think I would change it because it really brought me to where I am today. And I'm really grateful that I went through those stages of having the fear because now I can help somebody else with it. Um, and so as much as I would love to say I wish I would have started sooner. And some days I do wish I would have started this sooner. But I'm also like, well, that was part of your story. Now you can like really impact people more now than you could before so i don't know it's like i just go back and forth i don't think i would change anything but other than maybe start sooner but the knowledge i have today i wouldn't have had if i would have started sooner so hey amen so hey i say 
I like that. I like that response because it shaped you. And sometimes you could have started sooner, but there were certain people that maybe you were meant to meet along the way and that was still a part of that journey and still a part of that story. Right. So it's just, it's almost like that story wasn't ready yet to tell. I so, agree. I don't um, think it was ready yet for to tell if I would have started sooner. And that's why I say I go back and forth like, man, if I would have started sooner this or if I would have started sooner that. And then I'm like, but the story now is like really a story. Right. And mm-hmm. if I would have started any sooner, it would have been like a, a baby story. But now it's a big story. It's a grown up story, you know, so yeah, I, it's a real grown up story <laughs> now. So, um, so I don't know. It's just so like, uh, I wish I would have started. But then now I'm like, but I got a lot of knowledge. So, so I like it. Important. Knowledge is definitely important. So you got what you needed mm-hmm. and you're giving others what they need. Right. So I say if, if it ain't broke. Don't try to fix it. Sometimes no. we try to create our own timelines and it does not work. No, not at all. <laughs> you just be like, I want to do this. And, and, you know, the higher ups and the powers that be like, no, mm, no, you're not. Not today. Not yet. <laughs> not today. No. You may want to, but that is not what you're going to do. Right. So um, I'm glad that you are just um, in a situation where you can just really be all, all in, all in and help people. All right, so I have enjoyed talking with you. Now, I have a special little, what I call, random round of questions. Okay. Now, you saw my little list of questions, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know which one. I hope you got an answer for all of them. I'm going to see if I got an answer for them. <laughs> all right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with something that's really like, woo, out the box. All right. Okay. What makes you smile? Oh, I don't, you know, that's hard because I smile quite a bit. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, um, that would be a hard one for me. That's too. hard <laughs> because I definitely smile all the time. But um, just being free, just being free mm-hmm. um, and living in my truth and living every day. That makes me smile. Um, for me, it's like every day that I wake up, I'm happy. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. thank you, Lord. I woke I like up this that. morning. So I'm happy. And even if I'm like not having a good day, I'm like, I, de- I got to figure out a way to smile at some point because I'm here. Um, so that's really what makes me smile is just still being able to do what I do and and be happy. So, yeah. I love that. Um, if you could travel back in time, mm-hmm. what time period would you like to visit and why? Mm, that's a. That's a hard one. <laughs> um, I like hard questions. Let's go. We go deep. You go deep. You're going real deep. Um, <laughs> you know, I probably the Harlem Renaissance. Probably the Harlem Renaissance. Oh, Kendrick's. Yeah. Probably the Harlem <laughs> that is my time era. Yeah. Yo, when I tell you that is my era. Um, I'm just I'm like to just be able to be like I'm working at the magazine. Yeah. And, you know, with Nell Larson, mm-hmm. and I'm writing them. Like, Hobnobbing with uh, Azora mm-hmm. and Langston. And, ooh, I just think it, it would have been really cool to have experienced all of that. Mm. Because when you think about it, like, yes. you had all these amazing writers who were all friends, right? They were all, like, they all knew each other. And it just, mm-hmm. I would have been, like sitting at a table with them and been like I don't know who to look at do I look over here do I look over yeah, there like, I, I would have just been I would have <laughs> just been I would have just been in awe like um, he, they invited me right. I always think of uh, um, what's her name's daughter Madam C.J. Walker's mm-hmm. daughter um, begins with an A 
I think I forget her name, uh, but she used to always throw these elaborate parties, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, she invited me. I'm here. But you know what? <laughs> I would like, just be like taking it all in. I would have too. But you know what's so crazy is they didn't know they were going to be as big as they are now to us. Yeah. So I yeah, don't. That's true. You know, so I'm just like at a if they were at if they were at dinner with us, like what would the conversation would have been like? With like, did they know they were gonna get to where they were? Did they know that we'd be reading about them and just how impactful they really would be now? I'd probably not, but I mean, it's just been really cool to like record it, have a little book. Like I sat down with them. Mm-hmm. Here's what I got. <laughs> so <laughs> right. So yeah, that's really. What I, I think like. about that. Like when you when you said that, I think it made me think of the. I don't know if you saw the documentary. Uh, fast forward into like the early two thousands and late nineties. Um, Fat Tuesday, um, the documentary about the um, the comics who Ooh. were um, coming up in the, the in the nineties and they were doing the comic strips and it was a who's who. You had you know you had Chris Tucker mm-hmm. and Chris Rock and and and. and Tiffany Haddish and Kim Whitley and all of these, all the big name comics, D.L. Hughley, all of these comics were coming up at the same time. But they were, at the time, Guy Tory, they were just struggling comics, Mm -hmm. trying to make it. And they had this Friday, this uh, Fat Tuesday, it was Tuesday night, and they um, were able to kind of put these on. And a lot of hip hop artists were, you know, in attendance, and it was a big deal in California. But for at the time, it was just like we're all just trying to survive. We're just trying to have an opportunity to perform. Mm-hmm. But who knew all of those people were gonna be such big names? Who knew? Like you, you sit. I mean, could you imagine if you were going to those? You were sitting in a room of greatness. Yeah. And I'm like, these people are all gonna go on to do amazing things. And so just thinking about just the Harlem Renaissance, like yo. These people are going to go home. They're going to be in our history books. Yeah. And they just don't even know it. They don't even know that we're going to like be in. They're going to be in books. They're going to be in magazines. They're going to be mm-hmm. shows. And about, movies. And movies. Like Netflix Plays. specials. Like you had no idea mm-hmm. what you were doing. Even if you had a small yeah. inkling. Like Zora, right? She had a small mm-hmm. little inkling of what she was doing. But you just never knew like this is where it was going to take you. So. I would love to just sit with them and just be like, okay, yeah. so you're in oh this book. Gosh. You're in this book right here. I'm just going to tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> There's going to be some times, some dark times. Right. But don't worry. Don't Alice worry. Walker is going to find your book. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to work exactly. out. So, it's so, so amazing. All right, one more question. Okay. What have you read or listened to that has recently inspired you? Hmm. Well, probably there's a book that I'm actually one of the co-authors in and it just came out about two weeks ago. And that book really, really inspired me because it was so many amazing people in the book and reading Mm -hmm. it. I was like, I got to be in a book with them. All these people. Okay. All these people. So that really inspired me a lot. I was just like, wow. I, is the book out? It is out. It's on my website. What is the um, name of this book? It's called The Eight Qualities of the Exceptional Black Woman in Business and Entrepreneurship. And um, okay. I was actually a co-author. I got to actually be a part of the book. And so as I'm just flipping through the book, I'm like, wow, this book is I'm a, I'm a mom greatness. <laughs> I didn't even know. So uh, I wasn't trying to do like a little shameless plug, but that was definitely the last book that I read that I was just like, wow, 
That oh, and I'll make sure I gotta make sure I put that link in the description. Okay, so we can, uh, we can all be encouraged and inspired. <laughs> all right. Um, well, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, you have been an amazing guest, and you've given us a lot of little nuggets. We got at least four really good mm-hmm. things that we need to make sure we're thinking about when it comes to heartbreak. So I um, encourage all the listeners out there to really think about those um, those key uh, elements. And um, if uh, the listeners want to find out inf- more additional information about you, where can they go? Absolutely. Um, I've enjoyed this. Thank you so much for having me on today. You can stay connected with me on Instagram. My name is at The Love Cheerleader. And also you can keep up with me on my website, www.thelovecheerleader.com. Um, so a couple things that I have upcoming. Um, I am a co-author in a book that just came out um, about two weeks ago. It's called The Eight Qualities of the Exceptional Black Woman in Business and Entrepreneurship. It's an amazing book. And if you would like to order it, you can just go to my website and you can actually place that order. And if you purchase it anytime soon, I will absolutely sign it for you with a cute little message just for you. So definitely check out that book. You can definitely get a lot of good gems out of that book. And secondly, um, I'm going to be a speaker at the Exceptional Woman Tour. Now, this is going to be an amazing event. It's a virtual event and it's a free event. And it's going to be held March 25th through the 27th. I absolutely want y'all to meet me there. You can get tickets at www.exceptionalwomantour.com. And that's where you can find me. All right. And I'll also make sure I leave that link description of that book. Oh, all right. Yes. So thank you. Thank you again. And thank you listeners for tuning in um, every week after week from all over the world. I really am thankful for you. You inspire me. And I just want to say thank you for always being there. And I want you to remember to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. for a new episode. And remember to hit the subscribe button so that you guys won't miss an episode. And until we meet again, I'm your host, Nikki C. And remember, it's time to get back to dreaming again. If not now, then when? <laughs>